thing on. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams, and I am here, as always, with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, decided to stay inside with the snow returning for today and where I'm at, and I think it was a good call. Good call. <laughs> stay yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was garbage. It's snowing <laughs> down here in uh, Columbus as well, and it's not fun. It was blasting uh everything there's like an inch of snow down here so i know it's probably worse up there but no um, it's only like two inches here too it's nothing terrible it's just like we can go out or (laughs) i could do nothing and just watch tv (laughs) better anyway so all right guys we are here to talk through the seattle seahawks this was a spur of the moment decision as the russell wilson trade broke Earlier this week, we had talked about maybe doing the Chargers, and I think we still will do the Chargers here in the next few weeks. I, I think that's a team that we would both like to talk about. Uh, and they had some big news this week as well. Know, they're, they're doing the Friday fix on their own. Like, I just don't watch yeah, Right. It's crazy. But but uh, tonight we are talking through the Seattle Seahawks, who obviously just lost their star quarterback uh, to a trade. But We'll talk through all of that. We'll talk through the general manager and coaching situation. Uh, we'll talk through the current cap status and maybe walk through some key free agents. Not maybe. We will do that. Uh, we will walk through some key free agents and then do a five-round mock draft, as always. We do this every Friday. We do a different team every Friday. So if this is your first Friday fix, welcome. And go listen to the other ones. Um, they're all on the podcast feed and the Twitter and YouTube and stuff. So let's get right into it. Uh, the general manager and coaching situation. Randy, walk me through GM John Schneider. All right. Uh, Seahawks are the stalwart organization as of late. Uh, Starting with John Schneider, 11th season uh, as GM, and he's been the GM and executive vice president since uh, 2013. Uh, he typically builds to the draft, uh, led in the complete build of the Seattle Super uh, Super Bowl teams, the back-to-back years. Um, he, their website said that he's made, he's at this point he's made made well over twenty three hundred transactions. This was at twenty nineteen, <laughs> so oh, wow. it's a lot more now. Probably three thousand. It feels like, um, and he had a lot of very early success as a GM, um, but. In, you can go down the list of that entire Seattle stud roster, especially in the defense, uh, and even Russell Wilson late in the draft. And yeah, they they did it. He's he's landed some good picks in Lockett and DK. DK obviously the most recent of that, and uh, some good things here and there. Uh, we both think that Jordan Brooks may have been a slightly early pick, but I think he's ready to kind of lead the defense, unfortunately, under these circumstances. Uh, but, yeah, he has, uh, hasn't has really had good success of late uh, yeah. drafting. And uh, I put in here a lot of people in the Seattle fandom and the writers around the area see him as believing they are smarter than most. And he has taken reaches on potential players of recent – uh, that really haven't panned out, and he's also been bargain bin spending in free agency, leading many in Seattle, according to Locked On Seahawks podcast. So, actual writers for them decide with Russ <laughs> a lot of the time in the split and his activation. Maybe not how he's done every single step of the way, but yeah, I mean, he they after the Super Bowl runs, they I don't think they've done a good job team building, plain and simple. Uh, they have neglected the offensive line throughout. <laughs> it's been our most annoying thing when we've been talking about this for a few years with Seattle. 
Uh, they've taken reaches on edges that have not worked out, and that's about it. <laughs> that's that's the main problem. Is their their draft history uh, has been really rough, especially in the first round over recent years. If they even have a first round pick, because they were it just the Jamal Adams trade yeah. is going to be the death of John Schneider. I think you know. I think this regime has one shot to rebuild, and and I don't even think. <laughs> And, and I don't even know if they want to, you know, I think this is kind of a, we are forced into this because our quarterback doesn't want to play here. Our, we have, we are depleted of assets and that is our fault. And so I think they get one year to prove that they can have a quick turnaround. We're going to talk about maybe how they can go about that. I don't think the team is really ready at this point uh, to do that. Um, especially in that loaded uh, division and losing oh, one of the yeah. top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, yeah. it's just going to be really tough. Making the new most loaded division in the NFL. Um, yep. But quickly over his history, 28 seasons in the NFL, started as an intern with the Packers, uh, then worked as an assistant, then director of pro personnel for Chiefs and Seahawks, player personnel president, uh, vice president for the Commanders in 01, uh, Packers as assistant to the GM, so AAR, you know, uh, an eventual director of football ops. Uh, that's 2002 to 2009, and then started with the Seahawks in 2010. So he, <clears throat> I mean, he's been pretty much in the NFC the whole time, uh, but he has a lot of player personnel experience, and I'm sure he's dived a ton into the scouting. Again, I, I think he absolutely nailed it for the first three years or so. And then he's been coasting on since. And it seems the plan is to reset to 2012, the 2010 year where you try and get the rookie quarterback deal and spend everywhere else, including defense, especially on fucking defense, and get some good stalwart picks on defense and run the shit back. And I think transitioning here to the head coach, that's because you have – the oldest coach in the NFL, I think, and Pete Carroll. Yeah. Is he older than Belichick? I think so. I will double check, but I, th I think it's, they've got to be close, but, but yeah. So Pete Carroll has been there, you know, we, we wrote in the doc since 2010 and I thought that was like, I was like, that's, there's no way that's right. There's no way that Pete Carroll has been there for, for 12 years now. He, he and he has one year older than Bill. Okay. So then he is the oldest head coach in the NFL. Um, he has been ultra successful uh, in this stint. Uh, his NFL record is 133-90-1. Uh, Randy, talk through his, his history, though, because it's obviously extensive since he's 97 years old. Yeah, everyone knows the USC head coaching stint because that's really what, before the Seahawks, is what he's famous for, uh, where he went 97-19, seven consecutive Pac-10 titles, in two national championships from 01 to 09. Uh, but before then, he was he started as a DB coach for the Bills in 84, then DB coach for the Vikings for four years, uh, Jets defensive coordinator for three years, then their head coach for one year, 49ers defensive coordinator for two years, and then from 97 to 99, the Patriots head coach. And then he was a consultant for the 2000 year for college and NFL teams. I don't get what that means, but uh, then he uh, went to USC and then obviously went from USC and kind of some scandals to uh, the Seattle Seahawks and instant success again. Uh, you know, they've been a little lackluster. A lot of people chopped this last year up to the Russell Wilson injury, kind of derailing the entire team. I agree, but the team didn't look perfect before then, so who knows, but yeah, I don't see how you retain – like, I get why you retain Schneider at this point. You can't really do anything. And I get why you're retaining Carroll, but at a point, does Carroll stay if this is a three-year rebuild? Does he stay this season? No, he says I'm done. So yeah. I think they have a plan. Now, if yeah. the plan is to trade for veteran, we'll see. If the plan is, like I said, to reset, throw back to the future here <laughs> – the, the Super Bowl run days where they build through free agency and the draft and just get a rookie quarterback and try and run it back, but we'll see. 
Yeah. So that's where I get, um, you know, I get Seahawks fans and things of that nature where they, they say, and it is Drew Locke season. Hell Listen, yeah. Well, we love Drew Locke. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll just, it just hasn't worked out so far. <laughs> it hasn't. Okay. So let's, let's talk through the quarterback situation because obviously that is more impactful to this conversation than it is for most teams. This has been a team that has had Russell Wilson for uh, what he was drafted in 12, right? I believe so. It might have been 11, but what? so, so ten, 10 to 12 years. I'm sorry we don't have that offhand. That's irresponsible of me. Um, but they've had a, a top, arguably top five at times, top one. He was the best quarterback in the NFL one year, at least one year. I think you can make an argument that multiple years. But when he got his big contract, that is when the Seahawks started to kind of cap what we think that their their ceiling could be because he was eating up so much of that cap that they were financially unable to put something around him that made some sense. So like the offensive line struggles, a lot of people, and I'm sure individuals in the Seahawks organization probably said, that's because your agent got you a larger deal and it made us it kind of strapped us right so so now they are on um they're on to drew lock allegedly i don't (laughs) think that that's the case i think allegedly (laughs) i think if they plan to roll with drew lock then it is a three-year build and i think what they do is they have drew lock start this entire season i don't even know and we'll talk through the draft i don't even know that they take a quarterback this year I think they want Drew Locke to be bad for them. There are two options. Drew Locke is as good as he we think he can be uh, with all of the talent that he has, or he's just atrocious. He is terrible. And then they get a top three pick. Then they get one of C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, assuming that they both come out, and that is the plan moving forward. However, I think that there is also, obviously we know that the, the talk – And the NFL today is on Deshaun Watson and how he is not going to be criminally charged with any, any, anything. I don't want to get into it at all. Uh, No. no, no, However, the Seahawks, there were rumors when the Russ trade was made that they were just stocking up so that they could flip that for Deshaun Watson. And those rumors haven't stopped. And in fact, they are now, I believe, the betting favorite to land Deshaun Watson whenever the trade goes through, which uh, there's reports that it'll be within the week. So my question to you, Randy, we have this state of the team that we haven't really talked about this team with Deshaun Watson. Are they ready to compete right now for at least a playoff spot? Well, the, the problem to me is like, we know they want three first for Deshaun and worst case, they could be like, Hey, Deshaun, yes, he's got this shit in the background, but he's five years younger than Russell Wilson, and this is what he got. Two firsts, two seconds, I believe, and uh, And multiple players and another bit, you know, all this shit. So I don't know what they asked for back at this point. I think three firsts may be out of the realm possibility for them, just with the still lingering background issue. But if it's Seattle, you have to assume nine is involved in the trade. Uh, and then next year's first and probably at least one second from this year and, you know, probably something else as well. So <laughs> what are we doing then? Cause now you're, you're basically back exactly where you're at with less assets uh, only with these veteran players that you brought in. That's your asset plus from Watson then and you lost a first round pick most likely. So you're basically at the same point, and for that regard, they thought they could win the division and do playoff run, which is fair. So you're basically rebooting with a new five-year window with a guy that is on contract, but now he's going to be getting paid half of what every other top guy's paid after this year. You just didn't want to pay Russell Wilson 50. <laughs> yeah, and he's going to... If he comes back and plays now, the other wrinkle, because uh, Locke's not going in that trade, I don't think. I think they are gonna no, just keep Locke Locke's staying because Drew Locke will have to start at least. 
We've talked about it. You think the max is probably six games that Deshaun gets suspended. I yeah. think a Watson suspension is happening. It's just I happening. think so too. Uh, but precedent dictates six to me. Uh, and if he gets more, I think he gets it bargained down to six. Now we'll see. I, I could be completely wrong. And frankly, I think it could be justly deserved. Uh, but, you know, again, this is a weird case. It's, you know, <laughs> ironically, the, the cases with all the evidence get minor suspensions. So I really don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but it's I do think he gets suspended for at least something. So you need Locke. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I I think in a perfect world, they <clears throat> aren't going for that. And they just let the Panthers redeplete their market <laughs> at picks and everything, and go from yeah. there. Maybe trade away McCaffrey. I don't fucking know. I, that seems stupid, but we'll see. Um, I yeah, think well, that's probably the target destination now for the <laughs> for Deshaun, but we'll see. But Deshaun also has no trade clause, so I have no idea what's going to fucking happen. Yeah, and that's the. I mean, he. There is a report that he's willing to meet with teams to see about a destination, since the Dolphins don't want him. And the Steelers don't want him, which I think the reason he wanted to go to the Dolphins was Flores. But again, the Seahawks either way would be facing six games without a quarterback at the level that they have known quarterback for a long time. And I think those six games, I don't, we don't know the dates of their games yet, but they have a tough schedule no matter what. They're going to get a couple division games probably in um, there. Maybe I one. think, I think the West plays are this year. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Like, say two of those games are against the AFC West. Another one is a divisional game. Then you're looking at like a one, one in five record when Deshaun were to come back. And that's if it's only six games. So I think a trade for Deshaun is definitely a long term move. And maybe that's why Pete hasn't left yet. Maybe they think that they can pull it off. But I think ultimately, if, if Locke's their week one starter, I think Pete Carroll might retire here in the next couple of months. We'll, we'll um, see. We'll see. Yeah. But I think we need to move into the off-season stuff here uh, and yeah. hopefully get away from Deshaun Watson. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the thing with this, too. So I did this assuming that they do have Drew Locke, and this is a rebuild. So I do want to preface that uh, because I can't assume that they're going to make a trade, and it's going to be really terrible when they do make the trade on Saturday. This is happening Friday, clearly, and then this episode is – worth nothing yeah just However, like our monday mock draft show um <laughs> exactly yeah right, well, uh, walk me so through the cap room cap room they are at forty nine million nine hundred twenty two thousand five hundred two dollars right now um and that is after trading russell wilson and taking back the contracts of drew lock no offense shelby harris which that whole trade russell wilson the fourth for broncos 109 240 uh 2022 fifth which i didn't remember what that was uh, 23 first and second and those players and then they also cut bobby wagner to save 16 million uh reportedly not the correct way uh that you should inform your team captain that he's gone but we'll get past that i guess um so that put him up to 49 because the initial trade they didn't really save i think they were at basically the same cap room <laughs> With the Russell Wilson trade, or slightly below because of the contracts of those three players, so the the Wagner helps them make moves this offseason and possibly go for a big time quarterback. Um, that's yeah, <laughs> but they have a lot of free agents too and some key ones. Yeah, so I guess the I'll walk through some of the main uh, key free agents. I think uh, Gerald Everett, Quandre Diggs, Dwayne Brown, DJ Reed. Sidney Jones, Rashad Penny, Will Disley, who was a Russell Wilson favorite. I think we could see a, a Will Disley to go back up Albert O in, in Denver. I they think got 72 happen. tight ends there. They're like the Bears. They don't That's need any more. That's true, but it would be fun. Uh, Alex Collins, Rasheem Green, Al Woods, Brandon Shell, Geno Smith. Uh, not saying that. Uh, Ethan Pokich po- <laughs> and then uh, Jamarco Jones. It's Robert um, Dice. We, we know how to pronounce that name. <laughs> I don't, man. I, I'm tired. It's been a long day. Um, <laughs> then they also have restricted free agents. Bless Austin, Phil Haynes, Kyle Fuller, John Reed, Penny Hart, Brian Moan, and Ryan Neal. So 
a lot of people who are casual NFL fans probably don't even recognize over half of those names, but the first few that we named, I mean, Quandre Diggs has been a very, very good safety for them. Yep. Um, I think Gerald Everett was productive when he was on the field last year. Dwayne Brown has been a stalwart of their offensive line for a long time now. I guess, how are they going to create more cap room if they need? Are there any good cut candidates? And then we'll get into the guys we'll sign. They don't have like perfect ones. Um, I think the best one is Jason Myers, uh, their kicker, $4 million. It's a kicker. Get rid of him. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Benson uh, Mayola is a $3 million cut. He hasn't worked out at Edge. Or, I don't even know if he's Edge, honestly. I don't even remember. I think he's Edge, but uh, he hasn't worked out. And yeah. he's, he just hasn't done anything. And Gary Hyder Jr. is another cut. He's basically starting Edge for him, but he's not good. <laughs> and just another reach pick that hasn't worked out. Two point eight five million uh, there. Uh, Mayoa is three million, and then Chris Carson is four point nine million. I don't know what you're doing at running back. So uh, if you do all those cuts, you go from forty nine point nine to sixty two point three. But you have Rashad Penny as a free agent, and then you have Carson as a potential cut candidate. Um. And that's about it at running back, if we're being really honest. Um, so, in my opinion, I think you bring both back and maybe take an upside shot at a running back in the draft. Um, but we'll see. They could also opt to just let them both go and get a pick of the litter of the free agents and take an upside shot there. So, we'll see with that. But they have three starting offensive linemen that are free agents. Ethan Poshish, Brandon Shell at right tackle, and Dwayne Brown. I think you have to bring at least one of them back. Um, most likely Dwayne Brown, who just talked that he would come back on a one-year deal, just be back with the team and prove himself again. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think you need to bring one of those back, and then you figure out the rest pass then. Because you're losing also both corners and DJ Reed and Cindy Jones. Uh, I'm not sure they want to afford either. <laughs> Uh, so we're losing three secondary stars potentially. This is rough. Yeah, and I think they're priced out of Quandre Diggs. I think he's played well. I think they're priced out of DJ Reed too. To be honest, yeah, yeah. So Diggs has played really, really well within their scheme, and they're not even playing him right because of Jamal Adams. Like if you use Diggs the way he should be used, he's making tons of money now. Maybe that's. Part of, uh, part of the scheme, or maybe it's just that they did have a player that was better than him within the role that he is best at. But I think that he's going to get a payday from someone. And so then you're looking at an entirely new secondary. And this is why I think they are just going full rebuild. I don't think a Deshaun Watson trade, because then the cap, I know we said we're not going to talk about Deshaun Watson, but then the cap that you have is, again, nothing. Um and then your assets are nothing. So uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but the NFL doesn't make sense. Randy, who are you signing? From Okay, so I did – I brought back, uh, brought back Dwayne Bound to start, one year, $7 million. That's literally exactly what he's told press that he's willing to come back for. <laughs> so yeah. that's what I'm doing. Um, I'm also signing Morgan Moses for two years, $7 million. He stepped up for the Jets this last year. I think he's earned – this contract from a team. I know when we did the Jets fix, Christian had him resigned. I had him leaving. I think this is a good landing spot for him where he can automatically replace Shell day one as a huge upgrade, in my opinion. And then you have two good left tackles or two good left and right tackles, but you're not tied down to them. So if they underperform, you can get away. You can still draft a guy that's kind of inside outside replacement, maybe. Uh, or some developmental tackle that could be a replacement in a year. I think both are strong options there. I also chose not to cut uh, Chris Carson, and I brought back Rashad Penny for one year, $3 million. I think basically what you do here for me is you draft a running back late, and you take both these guys on basically one-year deals, see what the fuck you got, because you, really, you know what you have in Chris Carson. You really don't know what you have in Penny, which is why I don't think he gets a big money deal anywhere. 
I think he comes back to prove himself and possibly take over the role. But I think they can be a good split back each for each other and then maybe take a gadget guy later. But we'll see. Uh, I think this is also a place that could clearly <laughs> exactly like Kevin's saying here, uh, Damian Pierce could just reboot the entire position, maybe just bring back Chris Carson on that money and draft a guy to be his replacement basically right away. Like Pierce could be. Um, unfortunately, I've talked about Pierce enough already, so I <laughs> tried to avoid him. Um, Same. Then I brought back Ethan Poshis as well at center. They have two free agent centers. <laughs> I think you got to bring one back because this isn't the best free uh, free agent center class or draft class. So I think you bring one of them back at least. And I brought in Akeem Hicks to uh, uh, Poshish is one year, three and a half million. It's a $500,000 raise from last year for him to stay. Uh, Akeem Hicks to be a rotational lineman for you and gives you the flexibility on when you pick your edges in the draft as well. Um, yeah. But he's played well. He's a veteran. I think he. this is the type of player they want to help restore the culture in that locker room, especially after you, you cut your captain and Bobby Wagner. So two years, five and a half million per for him. Again, short-term deals for most of these guys. You can turn this around with them or without them if you want. A lot of these guys are older as well, but they're playing top of their form right now. So we'll see. And then the big money spender for me, I did Charvarius Ward. He's only going to probably get nine to 10 million. So he is a very, very good corner. He's younger. I think he's about six and a half or six one, something like that. So he's around a bigger corner. That's what Seattle likes. Uh, he is carried a lot of times. The Kansas City defense, in my opinion, especially in the outside, I think this is a place where he would truly be appreciated on defense from his coaching staff. So it's a place that I think he'll covet. And it's priced down from what DJ Reed is and probably what uh, Sidney Jones is and <laughs> Quandre Diggs is, and you get some key defensive piece. And I think you attack the secondary early in the draft. Yeah. Uh, so I like that, the, especially the Traveris Ward. I, yeah. I thought about giving them Carlton Davis, and then I said, Carlton Davis isn't going there. No, no. There's no way. They, like, why would he go there? But he's like the perfect fit, I think, he for is. what they're looking for. But I, his I think Casey Jackson year. would actually be like my like, oh my god, that fits. But right. twenty million, don't see it. Yeah. Well, and Carlton Davis is probably making 18, 19. Like he's right behind JC and at least. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they don't need to be I mean, they should be dishing out that kind of money, but we know that the Seahawks traditionally just don't spend all of their cap. They never yeah. have. Uh, which is why Russell and, Wilson got mad at them. Yeah, and I, I did. I spent thirty-five and a half million on this. A lot of one-year deals as well. <laughs> it to me, this is the run it back situation where you're trying to get some pieces in here. You get a young quarterback in, whether that is your you think Drew Locke is that guy, or you draft one, and this is your running back situation uh, with a young, cheap contracted quarterback. But yeah, it's not generally what they do, so I don't know what to think. Yeah, it, it's a tough one. We picked a really tough team. I, you know, it was definitely on the minds of everyone with with yeah, the Russell Wilson yeah. trade. But it's it's a difficult team to figure out what they're gonna do. I'll go into my uh, my free agency move. So I made a late switch here, and I also brought back Dwayne Brown. I think that makes sense, and I think that if he wants to be there you're going to be able to convince him to stay, even if you have to pay him $7 million. That's a pretty good deal for what will likely be your starting left tackle. Maybe, no, he'll he'll be your starting left tackle. They're not going to move him at this stage <laughs> no, of no. his career. Um, so I started with that. Then instead of, now I think there are reports that Chris Carson might not be ready by next year um, yeah, I with the neck injury. Too. And so we saw Tariq Cohen get cut with, the injury designation today. I think there's a chance that Chris Carson gets that too. I, I think that because he is such a high cap number compared to the rest, I think that there's a chance that they do that and maybe bring him back when he's healthy. But I think just to free up some space, either way, even if they don't, I think Ronald Jones is a really good fit for what they try to do. Um, I gave him two years, three million per. He's not going to get a lot because Bruce Arians grossly misused him and then never really developed him. 
But what I think you want in your running back is just a guy who can pound the ball down the middle, which is what Chris Carson does best. Now, Chris Carson catches passes. Rashad Penny could catch passes. He didn't really catch a whole lot of them. Ronald Jones can't. And they still do have uh, Travis Homer. They have DJ Dallas. And so those guys can act in that role. Um, but in this scenario, too, Chris Carson's still on the team. So, um, so who knows? Maybe it's just a Chris Carson Ronald Jones split instead of Rashad Penny. And I think you're getting him at the same around the same uh, price point. Well, and we gave him the exact same amount of money, three million per. And Jones has more success in the NFL. So I think you're just Ooh. betting on eh, Rashad Penny's been hurt the whole time, man. That's but the problem. In the play in this last stretch, has he had more success? than Ronald Jones in the last like five game stretch that he had. No, I think but, it's questionable. But I would argue that, you know, four years of what we know them to be, it, it's they're the same player to me. It's it's just a risky, cheap upside, hopefully, signing. Um Penny probably makes more sense because they drafted him and they want to prove themselves right. But I just want a different route because I want Ronald Jones to find a, a <laughs> job where he oh, can bias, eh? Yes. <laughs> uh, then I went with Devondre Campbell. Uh, I'm sorry, Packers fans. I don't think that they're going to pay Devondre Campbell, who was arguably the best linebacker in football last year uh, in the Packers scheme where it was just him out there. They only play one linebacker, and he does it. Uh, and so I gave him three years, $7 million per. I think this is a logical fix for the Bobby Wagner problem. Uh, I think you get younger. I think you get better. I, I think I could make an argument. Uh, that's so true, <laughs> Kevin. Get someone to love you like Christian loves Rojo. That's so true. It's facts. Uh, but I think Devondre Campbell at this stage in his career is better than Bobby Wagner. I know that that doesn't sound right coming off the tongue, but it it certainly seemed to be true last year. So I think getting him in a room with Jordan Brooks makes some sense. Then I went with a corner slash safety that doesn't make a whole lot of sense for what they normally like, but because he's so versatile, can play some slot corner, had really nice reps at safety for the Browns this last year. MJ Stewart, two years, two million per, super, super cheap, versatile piece that is going to kind of be their best defensive back to start, I think because I think like we've talked about, they're kind of resetting there. Um, so MJ Stewart, they're probably starting safety for you. Uh, might start at just slot corner. Yeah. I mean, worst case he's ro- like rotational for you. It's not that big a deal. No, not at 2 million. And then the last one was Danny Shelton one year, 2 million. He's not very good, but you know what? Uh, he's better than a lot of what the Seahawks have had on that defensive line over the last few years. So I think getting him in as a rotational piece at 2 million per sounds like a good plan for a rebuild. Yeah. My opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it all fits. I think we are basically attacking the same things. It's just, I sped up at corner <laughs> and I sped up at right tackle basically. Right. Um, and I went linebacker. So, um, yeah, you did. Uh, which is I, it, I not at all. <laughs> I also I, I, th- I think that's what the Seahawks do is they do stupid shit and they invest in the wrong positions and I think that they really are gonna feel Bobby being gone. I'd I'd argue I, I think they'll feel Bobby being gone. I don't think there's any room to disrespect Bobby Wagner. So I think that's definitely a thing. Um, but for me, um, I think Shelby Harris coming in with Puna Ford. Uh, worst case, I think Sheldon's a cheap. Al Woods replacement, which makes sense. Uh, but linebacker for me, and maybe this is some uh, <laughs> uh, Madden bias, uh, but Jordan Brooks, John Radigan, Cody Barton, Tanner Muse, I think you can work with that. Uh, and Ben uh, Burke-Curvin, uh, I think they have Donker too. I th- yeah, they do. Uh, so they got uh, extensive linebacking core. And and outside linebackers of Darrell Taylor, who kind of was their best edge rusher most of the time, with Dunlap yeah. not really playing all the time. Um, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense to to just stick with his linebacking core. But your signing gives, I mean, that gives them what they wanted with Brooks and uh, right. and Wagner. Mm-hmm. But now that Brooks is able 
to do this <laughs> to the level that they need, uh, Wagner's gone. So I, I, I agree. And he's, you know, he's less than half the money. I think it made sense. Which, I wanted to do it, but I already spent too goddamn much. Which, and also to be fair, Campbell played so well that that price point might be way off. I, that's I, what I I've seen him valued at, but I think he could be looking at nine or 10 million. Honestly. Exactly. I think that's his market value now, <laughs> but right. betting wars cancel out market value. So, yeah. Uh, and I know there's so many teams that want linebacker, uh, including uh, some of our favorite teams, Broncos, or not Broncos, well, Broncos do, uh, Browns, yeah. Raiders, uh, Patriots could use this kind of linebacker. Like, there's that's just fourth time in my head. <laughs> Packers are going to want him back. I <laughs> Packers want him back. Seahawks could use him. Like, I think almost every team was going to be in the bidding war for him. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. Now that we've given our free agent signings, let's get to our mock drafts. And Randy, you get to go first. I didn't make any graphics for this. If you're watching. I apologize. Well, team needs quickly. Um, That's true. quarterback. Yeah, number one. Uh, we both Shout love Drew Locke. Locke. He's done nothing. Plain and simple. Has he been given the correct chance? Probably not. But. That's not always everyone's situation. A lot of people come to the NFL quarterback and don't, never get the right chance. You got to right. make the most of it. He has not done that. He has done it at times. We've seen the flashes, but nothing consistent. Uh, so quarterback stays number one concern. Uh, edge rusher, I think, especially if you're cutting the two dead weight guys. Uh, offensive tackle, yes, I signed two vets, basically, but still think it makes sense. Cornerback uh, is huge with two leaving, a tier offensive lineman. Huge with Lewis stepping up. Uh, your center is not being good. Gabe Jackson being okay, especially as a huge veteran. <clears throat> uh, he's also a cut candidate, but I could not bring it to myself to put it on the sheet because I love Gabe Jackson. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, but you, yeah, I know you could replace him and save some money. Uh, linebacker clearly, safety clearly. Uh, Diggs leaving. Uh, wide receiver. I mean, they drafted. Oh, what? Eskridge. Eskridge, yes. Who has upside? I think we both thought. And I he could become the wide receiver three for this team. I still think it's a something you should look at. Lockett is 30 and making a lot of money. So trying to find depth and a shot there makes sense. Uh interior defensive lineman. I didn't sign Danny Sheldon, so <laughs> getting out woods replacement and then tight end, where I'm not sure they bring back either Everett or Disley. Uh, but you have your starting tight end now, but you need another one now. So I think Disney may return. I think Everett takes his talents elsewhere to try and get money, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, so quick note on the wide receiver, too. They also have Freddie Swain, who was better than Eskridge <laughs> last year, but I Eskridge mean, was are... a lot of the year, too. Exactly, which was Eskridge's problem in college, too. I think it's worth noting that there's a chance that he doesn't see the field, a la KJ Hamler uh, for the Broncos. A lot of lot of Seahawks Broncos. Broncos. Wait, Hamilton? no, it's Hamilton. Hamilton got caught. Not yeah, Hamilton. yeah, Hamilton got cut. Hamler has been the one with just this uh, fucking, yeah. perennial I, this team. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not good. Um, so but, yeah, that I agree with that kind of that order. You know, I'd probably bump corner up above offensive tackles simply because <sighs> I think that they're so thin there. But I also signed MJ Stewart, so I yeah. needed a little less. Well, and there well, you I, did too. I think quarterback is basically its own tier because it always has to be if it's the top need. Uh, but then edge, offensive tackle, corner, and interior offensive lineman for me are all the same tier, interchangeable. Linebacker and safety right behind that, and then the rest for me personally. Yeah. Just because it needs and what you're cutting and what you traded away, what you're getting, and even yeah. with what I signed, I still think tackle is high up in the board. Yeah. All right. Hit me with your mock. <laughs> All right, so I started this with no trading for this mock for me. Uh, not that I don't think that's what they do necessarily or anything, but I didn't trade for Deshaun. I didn't trade back at all, uh, even though I think both are viable options. Uh, but at nine, I took the best Seahawks corner in my head, and that's Sauce Gardner, a uh, guy we continually don't shut the fuck up about on the show, it feels like. But there's a good chance he's there at nine, and he fits perfectly. <laughs> And even if you sign Ward, you bring him in, and now you have this two standout corner team. And your secondary already is better. You and your safety play does dwindle. 
uh, you're you're kind of set already. <laughs> uh, and then you and I think with Bobby Wagner going, I think uh, Adams in the box use might go up. So maybe they look to address safety in the draft. Wink, wink here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think Sauce is the perfect fit for them. He's the size. He's everything they want. He makes the tackles. He's everything. So, yeah. <laughs> really, really quick. We, we've been, we haven't had an extensive conversation on Sauce. And I do want to get my thoughts out there because it's going to be a long time before we have the corner episode. Sauce Gardner, to me, is more of a wild card than, like, I don't see it top 10 pick i also have a second round grade on him uh which i put out there today someone asked me what my corners were um i have a second round grade on him and i think that the reason i have the second round grade on him is because i think that his physicality is gonna get him flagged at the next level like to the point where jc horn last year was my favorite corner favorite probably not top i don't remember who i had top last year i might have had certain top but i think jc horn's ability to understand when to stop riding guys was much much more refined whereas sauce gardner when you watch his film he's just holding dudes like 20 yards downfield and i think that at the nfl level that is going to be problematic however you're right he's the best seahawks fit that i can see i also think he fits really well with the jets so i think he could be gone but yeah well no I mean, at four, but they picked at before eight. him at 10. So Yeah, at four uh, is what I was meaning. But the thing with Sauce for me, it, physicality. It's exactly what you said. I think he's the most aggressive tackler of this top quarterback class, uh, and he can play any scheme, really. I think he can do zone and man pretty well. Um, and that just fits Seattle. So that, that's what, just like both of us have said, I think he's the Seattle corner that they're going to be targeting. Uh, so he goes at nine for me. I run it back with the rookie quarterback, uh, Desmond Ritter, at 240. Uh, the combine darling, pretty much, mainly because Malik Willis didn't run. Uh, <laughs> but I think Malik's in play at nine. I don't think anyone else is for them. But the three quarterbacks I would target for them would be Malik, uh, Ritter, and Corral. And I, yeah. I think there's a good chance mm-hmm. one of – Corral or Ritter, depending on how this goes, will be there at 40, and I think they can land him there. And then I think he fits kind of exactly what they want to do if this is the whole reset. Uh, And he's a good leader, so clearly. So I think he fits. I think it's a good – it's as close to a Russell Wilson schematically and personality you're going to get, in my opinion. That's basically – and I I will say Malik is up there too. Yeah. For the same things. Uh, then followed up with a very next pick at 41 with Lewis Seen, the safety out of Georgia. Again, somebody we can't stop talking about, but he was repeatedly on the board there. I think he could easily be your free safety, and you just let Jamal Adams do Jamal Adams, and you let Seen fix everything the fuck else. <laughs> but you have also have two star corners in this situation, and you have Adams, and then you have Seen. Your secondary is fucking loaded to where it was in... 2012, we're doing this whole reset thing. I've gone with the narrative, people. Uh, (laughs) uh, But then I followed up with Drake Jackson at 372, a guy that I talked about trying to fit in, but I couldn't in the second round when we did our mock draft show. I think he has a chance to be falling to 72 here. Uh, I think him or Sam Williams or uh, Kingsley could be here. Any of them, I think, fit what they want uh, to pair with Dunlap and... uh, Darrell Taylor, Darryl, just get, yeah. you get a three-rush system there. Some It's going to work out, basically, in that scenario. And your interior is pretty good on defensive line, in my opinion. So I think you really strengthen the defensive line through and through. You're not taking a shot at an edge here. You're taking an edge. <laughs> You're taking a good edge, plain and simple, with e- either of those three. But I think yeah. Drake Jackson is too low on people's boards right now, in my opinion. Um, he's clearly a top 100 player, I think, right now. Obviously... Without the final grade, I think it's a little bit rude for me to say stuff like this, but uh, just <laughs> the way I, I from what I've seen, I, just what I like about him, I think he's a top 100 player. So 72, clearly for me. Uh, yeah. I followed that up with Alex Lindstrom just in the fourth round, the interior offensive lineman center for Boston College. This is your eventual starting center, hopefully. <laughs> you brought back a one-year starting center. He played okay. 
you get a whole full replacement for him in Lindstrom. Uh, he's he's the top five center in the class. <laughs> I'm not sure where I rank him necessarily, but he he can do the job, in my opinion. And with a year of tooling, I think he really will be a good starting center the next year. So yeah, good enough for yep. me. Really quick, sorry. Yep, no problem. Drake Jackson is uh, my 79th overall player right now. Perfect. And so he'll land. <laughs> I, I won't watch 21 more players that are better than him. So yes, top hundred player. <laughs> uh, I followed up the Lindstrom pick with a interior office lineman slash tackle uh, Thayer Munford from LSU. Guy we talked about a lot. I think he's going to be a continual fifth round like favorite for me because of the versatility and a team like this where. Yes, you need to get a center replacement. I think you clearly need to get a guard replacement because I think Damian Lewis at left guard, I think his actual best position will be right guard, in my opinion, because he's. Yeah. I think he's played best there, but Gabe Jackson's right guard, plain and simple. But yeah. I think Munford, while you keep Gabe Jackson this year, I think you do enough with that and let Gabe kind of help him along, and either he replaces Gabe or he replaces – uh, you know, at right tackle, or he's just your backup guard for the next five years. I don't care. I think it's just a solid pick. Uh, I think he's a good swing player for you at worst case. And then I finished it off with Rashad White, <laughs> that running back from Arizona State who stood out the senior bowl, stood out the combine, had one of the fucking best combine performances for a running back, only upstaged by Hall, basically, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but White. I think White can be a three-down running back in the next level. I think he's yes. clearly a third-down running back. Uh, like So this fits perfectly where I think you bring back the band at running back. I think you probably cut Homer in this situation, obviously. But you bring yeah. back the band. You, you have Chris Carson, probably not able to start the year. You bring back Penny. You have the two studs at the top. And then you bring back DJ Dallas because they love DJ fucking Dallas, even though I think they should cut him in this scenario. But <laughs> White gives you this versatility where he can play the third downs for you if needed. He's going to be the best pass catcher in the room. And I think truly he can be a three down back. So you give yourself a shot to have a future feature back, which is what the Seahawks want. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I, I, and I actually just changed something in. In my mock because Bastard. i i know well it's a good thing i didn't make graphics this time because that was embarrassing when i switched in the middle of our mock but uh i think the seahawks are going to take a running back because i do think they like dj dallas but i think that they showed very clearly that they don't like him that much last year yeah. and they were given travis homer snaps during the time period that both carson and penny were still out uh so i i, I like that i get i get I, I mean rashad white is my rb4 now and so <laughs> I, yeah, I I need to go back through the running backs. I I th- think you saw me today fixing the quarterback at the list of some grades, but uh, yeah, to, to go with RAS and everything. But uh, <laughs> the running backs I need to go back through and figure out where they actually stand now. Yeah, he's um, a but, ten. He's a ten. I'm, yeah, I'm, I think he was. I think I think Brees was nine point nine point five nine something. Oh no, he's ten when we round up. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. Yeah. But nine point nine six, I think. And I think White is nine point eight something. Like there, it's ridiculous. Like this clearly fast track. I get it, but like the combine's been there for a few years, and they've fucking demolished this year. These two. So I think he jumped like eleven feet in the years. Something like like, it's it's ridiculous. He is ultra athletic, and he's got. And he's not small for a pass catching back either. I think he's like six foot, like two something, maybe just two. I think he measured him at six one or close to it. Yeah. So. so he he's a he's not small. He's a good pass catcher. I think he can be an eventual workhorse for a team. But this is a good situation for him where, yeah, he's not asked to do everything day one. They have their guys for a year. They figured out the running back room, but he gives you a shot to figure out. Okay, it's gonna be white. And we'll figure out the rest. Like maybe it's Penny, maybe it's Carson, but this is our guys for the next run that we have here. Because yeah. again, <laughs> the reason that team was good, Russell Wilson played great. They didn't have great receivers then, in my opinion, but they had the running game, <laughs> the running game. So I think this gives you a little bit more layered and textured approach to the running game than that team had. 
Uh, but you also have way better wide receiver weapons. So it's very true. It's very true. All right. I like your draft a lot. I actually like it better than mine, but that happens every week. So um, (laughs) you are. I I do like my draft and I'll get into it. So at the one Oh nine, I, I agree with Randy. I think Malik Willis is in play here. Um, I just, you know, I don't see them taking a quarterback this year. I think it's either fail miserably to get like the legit guy and not the dart throw or uh you know trade for a veteran or drew lock is good They're, those are the three options i guess but <laughs> where i went with this i went with uh Iki at 109 a lot of these trades that have happened this week if you haven't revisited mock drafts or even mock draft engines uh to do your own things have shaken up pretty drastically at the top of the draft uh the Jaguars tagging Cam Robinson may flip that pick to being Aiden Hutchinson, who is now the betting favorite. Um, th- there are other things that could happen where Iki Aquanu could be available at 109. And honestly, I did these, I did five of these, and he was there in four out of five, so I took him. Uh, we've talked about Iki a lot, and I can't wait to get to the offensive tackle episode. But uh, Iki is my three right now, actually, and I took him over Charles Cross. Um, who is my one because I think what he does better fits what the Seahawks do. Uh, I, I, sorry, Kevin got me. I, <laughs> he, it, he corrected the spelling, but like, it was just, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, Kevin. It's uh, I, I don't even want to start writing my next one, but um, especially now that there's the Seahawks who we have no idea what they're doing. Uh, free agency and, next week. Yeah. That's why I'm waiting. But Ikiakwanu, if they want to be players in the run game, this is the this is the pick. This is the ideal pick for them. Uh, he might not have to start at left tackle in this situation. I brought back Dwayne Brown, yeah, uh, right and tackle. he can play right tackle for a year and then kick to left tackle when Dwayne Brown retires after this year, probably. Um, yeah. Then with the forty first pick, because okay, so I traded the fortieth overall pick. I did not do what Randy did. I traded the fortieth overall pick to the Falcons for pick 43 and a 2023 third. And I attached a fifth round to that pick 151 uh, where Randy got Thayer Munford. I said, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that pick. I want the 2023 third because we're stocking up to go get ammo uh, for one of the quarterbacks next year. Right? So I picked 41. I picked uh, Kyler Gordon, the cornerback from Washington. He gets to stay in, his state. Kyler Gordon did not have a very good combine, but Kyler Gordon is a very good football player. Uh, He didn't run as fast as everyone thought. He's got a really interesting background. He's like a dancer. Uh, Like he does like all kinds. He does ballroom dance. He does like hip hop. He does ballet. Uh, He's, and it kind of shows like he's, he's athletic enough and um, he's just a very smooth corner. He's not the level of McDuffie in my opinion, but he does dances to help with the hips, which you need at corner. It makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. But I do think that he's slipping. He, a lot of people had him mocked in the first. I think he'll be there at the top of the second. Uh, then with that 43rd pick, I went with Dylan Parham. And I studied Dylan Parham for the first time the other night. I think Randy put him in the mock draft last week yeah. for the – who did we do last week? <laughs> Giants? No. No, no, no. We did – somebody we did the dolphins we did the dolphins we did the dolphins and and randy had dylan parham going i think a little later than this but when i study dylan parham i i get i i so i get excited because i think in the run game again we're going back to the run game seattle that's what they want to do he is a force he is very very technical in how he can get upfield headhunt but also get really good hand placement stay on balance it's it's masterful I am a very big fan of his his run blocking. His pass protection problems anchoring, I think, may be bigger problems at the NFL level. You take him in the second round, though, he doesn't have to start right away unless you move him to center, which I think he can play center. He's a little undersized. Uh, he's a little uh, – he's not too light, but I think that moving him to center makes a little bit of sense to get him on the field and get him some reps. Uh, yeah. But I really like him as a player. He's close to a first-round grade for me. 
um which is rich i know i don't care we'll, we'll see uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 uh third round pick 72 i took caleb ellaby so i waited around from what randy did and i went with a guy who i think has similar mm, similar upside lower upside but similar upside if he hits uh caleb ellaby is a, a favorite of a lot of people he throws a really clean spiral he has a really nice mechanics I question some of his arm strength. I question his ability to process because he ran an RPO offense. Uh, but I think that this is, we talk about this 2012 and, and how they got Russ and everything. Uh, it, this is how they did it in the third round. And I think Ellaby has a lot of those qualities that they look for in their leader. And you have Drew Locke to lean back on. So Ellaby doesn't have to start right away. Wouldn't it be something though if Drew Locke is like Tarveris Jackson or whoever the hell was there when Russ was there and he beat him out in camp? Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn, yeah. It was Matt Flynn. You're right. I think Tarveris Jackson was also there. He probably was, but either way, you 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 did a different uh flip the switch back to the future. You took a third round quarterback and hoping it works out. I yeah. just went a little bit earlier, you know. <laughs> and you got the much better quarterback if we're being honest. But um I also don't think Desmond is there. I think he's a first-round pick, so well, there. Well, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, this is the pick I switched here at one four, fourth-round pick 107. Uh, initially, I had a linebacker, and then I remembered that I just signed one, and they have Jordan Brooks, and then Randy listed off some of those guys. So I said, we're going to pivot, and we need to take a running back because it's not the Seahawks unless they do that. And I went with Abram Smith. Probably not the highest running back on my board at this spot, obviously if Rashad White's going in the fifth in these mocks, but I think what Abram Smith does really, really well is he runs with power. He has really good contact balance and he would be a perfect. Uh, I, I wouldn't even say that he's uh, a foil to Ronald Jones. I think he would just be a perfect fill in for Ronald Jones uh, with the ability to be better. I think Abram has shown some softer hands. He's really good in pass protection. I think this could be a guy that develops into your, workhorse starting running back in a year or two. Um, and then finally, I ended out with pick 152, another Smith. I took Tyreek Smith, the Ohio State edge rusher. Listen, I think that there needs to be a Tyreek Smith hive. I can't wait to talk about the edges. He's not even going to make the episode because he's not going to be a top 10 for us consensus wise, I don't think. Uh, and I don't even know if he's top 10 for me at this point because this edge rusher class is so stacked. But Tyreek Smith, when able to just pin his ears back and rush the passer, incredible bend, uh, incredible handwork. And I think that he can be a really, really nice situational pass rusher kind of behind Daryl Taylor uh, or even on the opposite side of him at times. So I went with a little bit different of a route. You definitely hit the uh, the offensive line later and I went, earlier uh because yeah, yeah. there's a pretty big need so but i also signed an extra offensive lineman than you did so uh the tackle wasn't the biggest need for me that's true that's very true um okay that will do it for this episode <laughs> yes. uh, where we fix the seahawks i think you know a lot of this may be rendered irrelevant here in the next few days and that's okay we we like to put out the content for immediate results um <laughs> and immediate fixes. So yeah, uh, that's, uh, quickly with free agency coming around the corner, the show will continue. It'll transition slightly to where instead of like free agent predictions, we'll go over free agent moves uh, instead and try to talk over those. And if needed, we'll make it a seven round mock draft instead of the five, just a heads up with free agency, but free agency starts off with a bang every year. So we'll see how it goes. Clearly pre free agency is, been wild <laughs> uh but so i hope free agency is kind of along the same lines but we shall see i'm excited for it uh yeah 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 and then randy gave me an update uh yesterday he's going to see the batman tomorrow <laughs> yes. so we were gonna have dc talk this week uh we will not have dc talk also go see the batman if you haven't i know it's a pretty big investment but it's the best movie i've seen this year by a good amount um big time investment um i saw no way home in 2021 for what it's worth okay um i saw it in december of last year so okay yeah uh, the hook, i guess that, that would have been higher uh 
but yeah, the Batman was fantastic. We'll talk about it probably next week if we have time after all. Yeah, we'll talk time. about it next week. I don't uh probably the Friday show, yeah, we'll see. Uh but I believe we come back Monday with wide receiver top ten. Uh Oof. which is I'm so I excited. think we're similar and different. Uh, I think this may be our more diverse show. Yes. Uh, our first one being a little bit more diverse, so we'll see. And- and it always happens with wide receivers. We tend to be just a little different. We look at the same guys and we like the same things, but we tier them a little differently yeah. always. Um, it should be a really good show, though. I'm, yep. I'm really excited for Monday. So um, other than that, Randy, do you have anything else? No, don't think so. All right. Uh, go go Seahawks. I'm, I'm rooting for this team and I'm rooting for the fans. I'm sorry that you have to watch your – probable hall of fame quarterback uh two hall of fame players yeah two two hall of famers gone within a day of each other and that sucks um but maybe the future is bright maybe these fixes that we did make you make you a better team and we can play gm for a night so all right (laughs) uh for randy hall i'm christian williams we'll talk to you guys on monday later